Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Lovely to hear from you. Uh, we got ourselves a little bit of an action-packed week. Obviously, we are uh, here on a Wednesday. As I said last week, we would uh, postpone it until the Black Bears finish their road run this weekend. They have finished four of the six games this week, and we'll talk about those here in a bit. We'll also talk about the Chesapeake Bay Lightning. They had the Nationals down in Tampa this weekend. We'll talk about what happened there. Stevenson's ACHA team, uh, some bad news, but some good news as well. Talk about that. Team Maryland had a commitment and talk about some players after all this. But first, we'll start with the Maryland Black Bears who uh, began their hellish week as they went to Attleboro, went to Northeast uh, to start things off on Friday and Saturday, and it was uh, quite the weekend, quite the weekend for sure for the Maryland Black Bears to start off this uh, this this kick. They start off Friday night with a big overtime win, four to three over Northeast in a game that you know started off pretty bad as uh, the uh, Northeast Generals get on the board under 90 seconds into the game, but uh, then. The Black Bears just fought back. They kept punching, 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 counterpunching, making sure things didn't go completely uh, the way, you know, to the wayside this early. Luke Mountain gets a nice outlet pass from Kevin Scott to pot home his 14th of the year. I think it was his first in 20-some games, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I did the math correctly. But that's his 14th. Kevin Scott and uh, Kevin Scott and Dylan Finley on the assist. Second period shoot, uh, showed nothing for it. Tightly contested battle. Shots uh, pretty even at 10 to 11. Uh, but the third period's when things really start to get a little wild there. David Andrewchuk for the uh, Northeast Generals. He gets a power play goal, 339 into the third period, his seventh of the year. Then Matthew Bassar with his eighth of the year, also in the power play, six minutes after that. And the Black Bears are down 3 to 1. But the Black Bears, whose power play has not been uh, the best this season, uh, to put it nicely, finally get one on the power play as uh, Philip Tornquist buries one, eleven thirty-two into the third period. Dylan Finley on the assist with Garrett Sidlowski as the secondary, and then Dylan Finley with a minute forty-four remaining, he pots home his second of the year, ties the game. Josh Nixon, Brandon P- uh, Piku on the assist, uh, and that pushed it to overtime. A big. Uh, two-goal deficit erased, and then a minute 23 into overtime, Josh Nixon corrals the puck, uh, finds Hunter McCoy in front. His 13th of the year is the game winner. Brian Huggins on the secondary assist, and the Black Bears, I would say, steal two points out of this one from Northeast. Michael Morelli with a uh, a solid 32-save game in this one. It was no rest for the wicket, though, as uh, Northeast and them uh, and the Black Bears uh, went back-to-back in less than 24 hours. And this was this one was a barn burner. This Saturday game was one that you had to just grip, uh, clutch your pearls and hope for the best. Northeast gets started early again, 205 in. Jake Dunlop puts home a shorthanded goal as uh, just a miscue at the point. Dunlop breaks in. He scores one nothing immediately. On that same power play for the Black Bears, they get one back as Reed Liebold pots home a, a nice little tip in front from Cam Gaudette. Uh, Jack Hillman on the secondary assist. That was Liebold's seventh of the year. We got a tie game. And then another fury of goals back-to-back as with 135 remaining, David Andrushuk with his eighth of the goal on the power play made it 2-1 Northeast. And then Connor Cole streaks down the side. Nice little move. A uh, nice little pass over from Garrett Sidlowski. Uh, finds him. Connor Cole's ninth of the year. Sidlowski is 17th assist. And that was... Uh, 
That's how it is, 2-2 two to two at the end of one. Northeast comes out blazing again. Another early goal from them, 2-0-4 in on the power play, and Liam McCanny, his 18th of the year. Then Dunlap doubles up again shorthanded. He goes uh, just just a bad, bad miscue in the Black Bears' end. Uh, they are not able to get the, the puck out of the zone. Dunlap gets his second shorthanded goal of the game, 6-0-8 in. Then Philip Tornquist again turns the tides on the power play. He gets his fifth of the year off a nice dish from Josh Nixon. Dylan Finley also equates in the assist as well. But uh, less than a minute later, on the power play, Northeast goes ahead by a couple goals as uh, Paul Minahan gets his sixth of the year on the power play, making it a 5-3 uh, to three score going into the third. Took a while for the Black Bears to get started. They kept attacking, though. They pretty much started to dictate a lot of the pace there in the third period before Philip Tornquist gets his second of the game, his sixth of the year from Tanner Rowe on the assist at 12.05. And then less than two minutes later, Josh Nixon puts home his ninth of the year uh, with Hunter McCoy getting his 21st assist of the year. And uh, that's uh, how we have. We have it 5-5 before it goes in overtime. Then power play for Northeast. Brandon Piku gets a tripping Penalty, Ricky Boysen, kind of like how it was a couple weekends ago in Northeast, a power play goal for Northeast, and they um, win it 6-5 to five in a wild one. Um, Michael Morelli, 33 saves in this one. And, I mean, the big takeaway from this uh, weekend or this, this thing against Northeast was the amount of power plays that Northeast was – well, both teams really had. The Black Bears had 16, Northeast had 18. Uh, Northeast connected on seven of them. So they were almost at 50%. So, you know, they connected on what they, they did there. I mean, they did what they needed to do. Um, they also scored shorthanded. And the power play for the Black Bears, three of three of uh, 16. Not great. Not ideal. Getting power play goals, though, that, that helps a lot. But giving up two shorthanded goals, not great. Uh, four points out of the weekend when it looked like they might be getting none. I think I'll take that. Uh, nine times out of ten. So, uh, a day of rest and then back at it against Danbury as they uh, travel to Danbury to place the junior hat-tricks. And Monday's game, it was all um, it was a goaltending duel as Michael Morelli and uh, Andrew Picora really, really solid in the nets. But Michael Morelli gets the best of this one as the Black Bears win one to nothing. Brandon Piku, the only goal of the game, his fourth of the year, a guy who's been really playing uh, solid. For the Black Bears on and off the puck. Played really well. It finally pays off at 4.53. Shot by Lee, Reed Leibold on the side of the net. Just kind of squeaks out to Piku. And then Piccarella was uh, was not holding his post. And it's in the net. And that's the only goal of the game. Uh, Michael Morella, 23 save shutout. As he gets his sec- second shutout of the year. Second in 10 days. Uh, so that's huge for the Black Bears against a team that's rising up. Now, Tuesday game. That was a heartbreaker. One because uh, because they the Black Bears scratch Michael Morelli day to day with a with a minor injury. I'm assuming I can't assume anything. I would say it's a it's a maintenance day, but who am I to say? Uh, with uh, Hans Hans Colleen out for a while, uh, who knows? You know the backups are a rotating backup system. It seemed like Colleen and Morelli had a nice little kinship there, but. It is what it is. So so Tristan Messinas gets into the net. Messinas is a, uh, a Mount Airy uh, native, Mount Airy, Maryland. So another Marylander into the mix, and he gets the call 
into this uh, this action here. And the Black Bears tried to do their best, uh, but Danbury gets out quick. Uh, Alexei Van Hout Cachero gets his second of the year, 12.05 in uh, on just a solid work in front. Puts home a second. And then uh, last minute of play in the first period, Mark Diagostino pots home his 11th, just cuts across, gets a rebound, pots it home, 2 nothing going into the uh, second frame. Second frame, Black Bears get back into it, though. Luke Mountain off a of Daniel Colabufo block. Uh, goes the other way, shorthand, it goes top shelf, his 15th of the season. Fast forward six minutes later, Grady Friedman walks in off a pass of Daniel Colabufo. Uh, Grady walks in. From the top, comes to the slot, rips one home, his fifth of the season. It is tied up at two, and then heartbreak. Then heartbreak. A third period which saw Dan Barry all over Maryland. Shots were 12-3. to three. Maryland just couldn't get any offense going the other way. And then with nine-tenths of a second, Adam Shuchart, his second of the year, past Messina's just Puck that just came on a stick, came out on a stick, and right place, right time, pots at home. That's your that's your game. Three to two is the final in this one. So uh, two points out of four, possibly uh, against Danbury. Not great. Heartbreaker in that one. Point streak broken at eleven games, which I believe is the longest point streak of this team, which is huge. So I mean, that's something to really hang their hats on. Um, currently, Black Bears are still in fourth place. Uh, they have played 49 games, or 22, 19, and 6. Uh, 531 win percentage. I mention that because win percentage could be the determining factor in this. Everyone's talking about points, 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 points. What could be a big determining factor is win percentage. Maine and Northeast will have more than 54 games. I think Maine is going to have 56. Northeast is going to have 60 when all is said and done. I am to assume that Northeast is going to have to play the, the point percentage game in this one. They're at four, uh, .04. All things being equal, Dan Barry is the one to really look at. Um, They still have six games in hand on Maryland. Those teams will not face off against each other at all the rest of the year. Maryland has two games against New Jersey, a game against Johnstown to make up for that COVID cancel game, and then two games against Northeast to close it out. Danbury has a hellish run of their own. They're playing, I think, 14 or 12 more games in the next 20-some days or less. So looking at it is now the Black Bears 52 points, Northeast 42 points. Northeast max points right now as they have eight games remaining is 58. Black Bears max points as they have five games remaining, 62. Max points for the Danbury Hattricks as they have uh, 11 games. Uh, that is 59? Yeah. So it looks like 59 on that one. And uh, the Black Bears really hold their own destiny at this point. They're one of the hottest teams in the league, 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. Doing pretty well for themselves. Just have to get these next two games in Jersey. You're in home home cooking, back on the grind. They have literally just these two games, and they're off for an entire week. So the light at the end of the tunnel here. Thursday night, Friday night games. Saw theirs get up and go. It didn't look, look rewatching the game today for Tuesday. Um, didn't look like there wasn't there was too many tired legs out there. That's good. I mean, you want to keep these guys fresh. Going to be a bus ride home. 
probably probably a a uh, you know I don't know what the schedule is. I'm not going to assume I know what the schedule is, but they go back at it Thursday, Friday against New Jersey. New Jersey's starting to heat up a little bit. Although Maryland, the last time te- these two teams meet in the home and home, uh, Maryland took home uh, the sweep, and that's that's something to look forward to too. New Jersey's only three points ahead of Maryland. All things being equal, they are both at 49 games. Maryland takes these two here. Maryland's above New Jersey right now. So it's a lot of a lot of moving parts and factor. Is it the points? Is it the points percentage? What the hell's going to happen here? We will have to find out as the weeks go on, and we will see how this goes. I'm sure you'll be following along with me, and we'll do a whole recap of it uh, on uh, Tuesday. We'll do it, uh, but we'll do it Tuesday next week. How's that? The Chesapeake Bay Lightning. They had uh, their national championships this weekend. They traveled down to Tampa. They did what they needed to do. They had a time, and um, man, it was a, it, it was a kind of a tough one. It was kind of a tough one in this one. Uh, they the Chesapeake Bay, the Lightning, get off to a great start. Uh, winning six to nothing against the Cleveland Whiteout on Thursday, getting down there, getting the job done on that one. The final score actually was eleven nothing. Mercy rule dictating, six nothing being the final. Then another mercy rule on Friday, uh, as it was. Uh, sorry, it was seven nothing for the Cleveland Whiteout game. It was eleven nothing for the Southern Thunder game that they played on Friday. Six uh, nothing in the books there. Saturday uh, morning, they took on Victory Honda seven three victory. In that one for the Lightning, that put them in the semifinals. They took on Bell Tire, and unfortunately, uh, that's where the rubber hit the road for the Lightning as they drop one three to one. Bell Tire went on to beat the Carolina Lady Hurricanes four to one in the final. So you lose to the champion. I guess there's solace in that, but a heck of a showing uh, by this team. You know, doing what they did, getting you know first off. Getting the money to go down to Tampa to cover costs and things like that was huge. Getting that fundraising goal, pretty awesome to do. Um, and then going to play uh, in a big, big uh, tournament like this and getting to the semis, pretty admirable. Didn't get the banner this time, but you know you did the area proud. And I think everyone who's uh, come in uh, contact with you guys uh, is proud of what you guys have accomplished, win or lose. So congratulations on that one and hopefully we will have more to talk about with the lightning moving forward uh and uh going from there so it'll be really cool to see how this happens uh for next season and gearing up for that the stevenson acha program the d2 team had their game canceled on saturday um due to covid related protocols not much else said otherwise but uh yeah, the uh, that's that's the end of that chapter on that one. So they have canceled that game. I don't know if there's any other games coming up. It does not look like it. So just a couple games, a couple turtle cups, and then away we are with that part. But there is good news for the ACHA program as the D3 section named their first head coach. It is Dave Hammer. Hammer is coming from Hagerstown, uh, the youth association there, as well as the Frederick County uh, High School Hockey Club out there. So Frederick County... Uh, pretty solid club out there, so it's going to be interesting to see what Hammer can bring to this ACHC D3 program that's just starting up for Stevenson next year. So we will have to be tracking them, so congratulations to Dave, and here's hoping uh, for a uh, stellar start to the D3 career next season. Team Maryland, some news there is Captain Denny Arkapenko committed to King's College in the UCHC 
this week. 32 goals, 46 assists in 73 games with Team Maryland. It was part of the um, faction that came with Josh Fusco from Wilkes-Barre Scranton to Team Maryland. Made the team that much better uh, with everyone involved who came and made that, that move with him. Uh, played also with the U- with uh, Ukraine in the U-20B division World Juniors. So that was pretty cool uh, experience for him as well. Uh, to, as, as he was part of the team Maryland when that happened. So uh, congratulations to him to advance his hockey career, and we will see and probably hear a lot from him going forward with the UCHC being tied to Stevenson's NCAA club. How about we get to some players? As uh, we'll start off with Sam Annis, as we are to do with the alphabetical order situation. He had himself a nice little week. Wednesday against Utica. I'm um, sorry, when, as Utica. He was with Utica against... Uh, it's interesting. They played the Binghamton Devils, and the story there is the Devils are going to move their farm sh- uh, farm team from uh, Binghamton to Utica, so they'll become the Utica Devils. That's where I got confused. Any case, he had an assist there in the 3 nothing victory, and then on Friday he went off against the Rochester Americans. Two goals in that one, his first two goals of the season, putting him at two goals, 14 assists, and 13 games with Utica this year, keeping up his uh, better-than-point-per-game pace that he had last season with the Iowa Wild. So really good to see Sam finally stepping in and getting things going uh, on his end uh, after a little bit of a stall situation there. Of course, a lot of that has to do with him going up and down to the taxi squad, so can't really blame him on that one. Uh, Will Margell with the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks. He had a uh, one goal and one assist on Saturday as they split the with the main Nordiques this weekend. Uh, so... There's that. Margell, obviously a talented player from the area. He's going to be making some more noise, I'm sure, coming up here as the playoffs start to uh, to loom over the NAHL. Something fun I learned today is Aaron Randazzo actually com- decommitted from St. Cloud State and is actually going to Air Force Academy next season. So that's a, that's a little tidbit of news. He also played uh, two games. There are three games this week. Got a win against uh, all against Dubuque, the Fighting Saints. Uh, one and two against Dubuque, not a great outing overall for him in general, um, or the team in general. Seven to four win on Tuesday, uh, four goals against, twenty-seven saves. Then on Saturday, uh, only led in five goals of the eight that Green Bay led up, only fifteen saves in that one, and then he led up all six on Sunday and a six-nothing victory by Dubuque, twenty-six saves in that one. So Rendazzo, a little bit of a situation there. But uh, is what it is. Uh, USHL, the uh, you know the fate can turn uh, very, very, very quickly. Andrew Takis was able to get, get to get into a game this uh, this past week, uh, this Tuesday actually, and by this Tuesday I mean yesterday. Uh, he uh, lost to the Shreveport Mugbugs. Only got in for a couple minutes, thirty nine minutes of gameplay, two goals against, thirty one saves in in that. Wow, in under forty minutes he had thirty one saves. That's kind of insane all things considered. So, um, Takis doing his thing. Looks like he was injured there for a bit as well. So we will have to track his progress going forward, see what he does as he is in his overage year, see where he can go uh, college-wise if uh, colleges are uh, you know biting on that situation. So we'll see about all that, won't we? Um, that's it. That's all. We've reached the end. Uh, we've had a heck of a time. We will have more good times next week. Uh, like I said, Black Bears play Thursday, Friday, 6.30 starts at the Den. If you're able to get tickets, please, by all means, go down. Check it out. It's the second, uh, the penultimate 
the penultimate series for the Black Bears as they have this weekend and then the final weekend on May. Uh, I've got to flip the calendar here. Looks like May 14th and 15th is where we end it against Northeast. It could be a very nail-biting weekend for that one as the Black Bears look to clinch their first playoff spot in franchise history. But you got to get uh, going. you gotta get, uh, you got to get going with Thursday. Make it happen. You and the captain make it happen. So we have done it. Um, I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction, powered by uh, no one really. Honestly, I think Podbean. Catch us on all the podcatchers: Apple, Google, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart Radio, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, all that fun stuff. You can catch us on the internet too. Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter, Chesapeake HW Pod on Facebook, ClutchingCrabHockey.com for whatever musings and abusings I decide to put up on a uh, somewhat monthly basis. Um, that's it. We've done it. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I will talk to you again next time through. Play that Clutch and Crab Hockey there, Hon. And I will talk to you next week. Peace.